0: Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Rob Plouffe. Welcome back to Mid-Michigan Bowling News, the podcast for bowlers in the greater Flint area and the state of Michigan. Okay, this is podcast number 14. It is Sunday, May 17, 2020. We are still in a state of emergency in the state of Michigan for the coronavirus and uh, no bowling alleys open. So, unfortunately, there's not a lot of news to report on. Uh, today was the scheduled day for the middle school singles tournament at Richfield Bowl, and uh, I was going to be running that tournament today. But, unfortunately, the bowling alley has been closed for a couple of months, and I'm not sure when when they're going to reopen. So, um, we're going to move on. Um, I mentioned my last podcast that I wanted to cover... Uh, lineup dynamics and how to pick a lineup or why you would pick a lineup the way that you would if you were a coach. And uh, that's what I'm going to cover in this podcast today. Um, So here we go. Uh, When I began coaching, I had some ideas of what I thought about doing with lineups and how things should work. And the more I coach, the more I realize that uh, the lineup of your team is like one of the most important things that you can do as a coach. And a lot of people don't even think about it or don't even worry about it. Um, But what I did as the coach of the Kursley Girls was um, I spent many hours trying to figure out who was going to be in what position where, when, why, and came up with reasons, my own reasons, why I wanted certain people in certain positions. And um, some of that, uh, I think more coaches need to put some more emphasis into, um, because it does make a big, big difference who bowls where. And a lot of kids uh, in high school, I would say that their, maybe their confidence could be shattered if a coach, uh, picked them for a position in a lineup that they didn't think that they were. Um, maybe they thought they were better than they were, and uh, you got to be careful with some of it. But um, the way that I did it was, and I always said this right from the start: um, you guys will bowl for positions. You'll figure out who's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on the team average wise but my job as the coach will be to pick the lineup and uh, and I will decide who bowls where and there will be no written rule that the highest average has to be the anchor bowler or uh, the seniors all get to bowl in the number one position or whatever um, I've seen several teams that do things like that don't back yourself into a corner by making a rule that says hey, whoever my highest average is on my team will be my anchor, Um, because sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, But I will tell you, the more I coached, the more I learned about it, and the more I understood that the lineup is very, very important to the success of the team. And what really matters is who bowls where and why. And As the coach, what you need to do is sit down with each individual player on the team and say, I'm putting you in this position and here's why. And just be honest with them and tell them, this is why I'm doing things this way. And uh, I think most players would would appreciate that honesty. But uh, with all of that being said, I consider myself probably one of the luckiest coaches to ever coach in high school bowling. Other than uh, Ken Richard at Tecumseh because he had uh, Kara and Jordan and Haley and um, he had some fantastic bowlers that were obvious uh, anchor bowlers. But I consider myself lucky because in my 15 years I had uh, my first anchor was Megan Lynch um, for the first three years of my coaching career. I had Danny Hale, who was very, very good, and then I had my daughter Lindsay for four years, my daughter Hannah for four years, and basically Amari Blonde for four years. So um, I consider myself blessed that I had some really, really good bowlers that filled my anchor position on my team, and um, they were kind of no-brainers to put in those positions. But with that being said, I also switched the lineup around and tried different people in the anchor position. Um, Because you never know what's going to happen. Someone gets injured. uh, Someone doesn't like bowling in the number five spot. Um, But I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on it. And you can take this for what it's worth. So in high school bowling, when you bowl a match, uh, you begin the match with two Baker games. And then you go into two individual games that uh, some people call Peterson games. Uh, it's, you know, five bowlers, number one bowler against the number one bowler of the other team, and and so on. Um, but I think that the which bowler bowls in which position is very important um, as far as winning points for matches. And it's very, very important who bowls where when you're bowling Baker games. And the more I coached, the more I found out that it was very important. Every position is very important, especially in Baker games. And as I've gotten older and and actually bowled in some uh, Baker tournaments and bowled in Baker lineups, um, you you come to find out that every single position in those Baker lineups is very, very important. Because you never know when you get in a match, when your number two bowler gets up in the uh, say in this in the seventh frame and the and the game is tight how important that that shot is so um, each individual bowler on your team needs to be told that every position is very very important and it is I've experienced it but um, here's my thought yes you want your best bowler to be your anchor bowler but that bowler has to be, um fearless someone who is mentally strong someone that you can count on to fill a frame not necessarily the one that is the highest average on the team but someone who um, has ice in their veins who could care less what the situation is they want to be on the lane and um through the years on my teams i was very very fortunate that i had uh, I've even told my girls this. I had a team full of anchor bowlers um, because every one of them wanted to be in the in that position. Um, so then you got to figure out, okay, who does the best at it, and how do you do that? Um, you can do that in practices. You can have some practices in bowl-baker games. But what I've found, uh, especially for high school bowling, the best thing to do, and this would be my recommendation to every high school coach out there, sign your teams up, high school team up to bowl in a Baker tournament. Um, There are several of them around the state. Take your team to a Baker tournament and tell your team before you get there or when you get there that this is what we're going to do today. We're going to switch the lineup around every game because um, you want to learn who bowls good in what position. So we started off every season, at least over the last five or six years of my coaching at Kersley, we started every season with a Baker tournament. We we would bowl, we would kick off the season with a match, and the very next day, bowl in a Baker tournament. Go find a Baker tournament somewhere, um, run one if you can, if you have the ability to, so that you can try this. And here's what I started doing over the last few years, is um, we had seven girls on the team, And i say, okay, here's the lineup, so-and-so's bowling first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And if you miss, you come out, and the sixth bowler goes in in your position. And we will just continually rotate um, the entire day of qualifying in a Baker tournament. Because ultimately what you're doing is you're taking your team to a tournament to... um, obviously to to compete and to learn things, but it's it's a learning process for you as well as the coach to figure out who bowls good in what position. Um, Sometimes you might have uh, a team where uh, one player doesn't get along so well with another player, so you may want to put one in the one spot and the other one in the three spot or the four spot so that they don't have to follow each other uh, because that could feed off of each other. Um, you might have just the opposite. You might have two best friends on on your team, and they feed off of each other. And you want one in the one spot and the other one in the two spot because they feed off of each other. And uh, that's up to you to figure that out. Um, my own experience in bowling, I used to love following Bob Tubbs. He was the most energetic person to follow. Never complained, never... Um, never got down on himself. He always was trying to cheer me up as I was coming up to bowl. And that's the type of person that I love to follow. Um, I did not like following anyone who was a downer, who was a complainer. Um, and, and you'll find with kids that, um, you're going to get that. You're going to have some that are, uh, enthusiastic, some that are complainers. And you got to figure out who can, who can work good, before or after those. So, um, I gave you my ideas on a uh, an anchor bowler, um, which is usually your highest average on your team, but not always. Um, but I think that the other very very important position on the team is the leadoff bowler. And here's my thinking on that: um, you want someone, especially in in Baker games, who's gonna Jump right up there, the very first frame, and get a mark, and fire their team up and get them going. On top of that, it is very, very important to have someone who's following your anchor bowler in the Baker games who can mark and has a chance to give uh, your team a lead in the middle of the game, which I think is, is important. And I've explained this to some people before, and they were like, wow, I've never, I never thought of that. Um, for instance, I had Alexis Roof in the leadoff spot and Alexis easily could have been a, an anchor bowler, one of our top bowlers. And ultimately, um, her senior year, I had her in the number four spot, but in her younger years in her freshman and her sophomore year, um, I believe that she was my leadoff bowler. And my thinking was if the anchor bowler, through a strike in the fifth frame, I wanted Alexis up there in the sixth frame trying to double up. And some people ask me, well, why? Why would that matter in the sixth frame? Why wouldn't you worry about that in the ninth or the tenth frame? I said, Well, my thinking is if it takes care of itself in the sixth frame, by the ninth frame, the game is over. I don't have to worry about it. If I have to wait until the ninth frame, now they gotta now they gotta strike and set it up for the anchor bowler. I would prefer the game be over by the time we get to the ninth or the 10th frame. And you don't have to strike or you don't have to mark to win. So um, that's my thinking on a on a Baker team's lineup is um, one of your um, most important spots is the 5th spot, but I also believe that the number 1 spot is very, very important. Now, yes, it does matter who is in the 4th spot. You definitely want someone, especially if the game or the matches on the line you want someone who uh, also is fearless um, you need someone that understands the position that you're setting up the anchor bowler for the finish it is also one of the most important positions in the in the lineup the number four spot so if you've got your one four and five as your maybe your top three bowlers in the middle of a Baker game, you're talking the 4th, 5th, and 6th frames. Those are huge. And if those kids are marking 4th, 5th, 6th frames, they're putting pressure on the other teams, 2, 3, and 4 bowlers, as they're coming up in the 7th, 8th, and ninth frame in a Baker game. And uh, in my mind, that's where you want to be. That's the way that you want the match to play out. You want your best bowlers in the middle of that lineup. And uh, I can say this, we've had a ton of success uh, with the Kersey girls team over the years. And um, a lot of our success is because we were very, very good at our Baker games. Um, now, that does not mean that the middle of the lineup, the second and the third spots are insignificant because they are very significant. And in fact, I told you I was bowling in the two spot in a Baker. Tournament and uh, and I came up in the seventh frame and it was a very very important shot in the match. So um, Yes, you've got to have people who can fill frames and keep that going and uh, The second and the third bowler are also very very important and um, You never know you never know what's gonna happen, but um, my thought was enter your team in a tournament at the beginning of the season rotate your lineup and let those players move around in the lineup. So if you start off the first game and um, your number three bowler uh, misses in the third frame, you pull them out, you put the number six bowler in that position. So they will bowl in the eighth frame. Uh, their, their first shot would be in the eighth frame. And if they mark, they stay in and they would be the number three bowler the next game. And um, ultimately, No one's perfect. No one's going to fill every frame for, say, 12 Baker games in a qualifying round. Um, Somebody's going to miss somewhere here or there, and it'll allow you to move players around. So the thing that you can do with that also is you can switch the lineup around every game when you're in a Baker tournament. So uh, let's say your number three and number four bowler both miss... And you get to the end of the first game and you've got your sixth and seventh bowler in the third and fourth spot. And you go to the next game, you can say, um, I want my number six and number seven bowler to bowl one and two. And you can switch your lineup around that way. It was a, it was a great way to try to figure out a lineup that will work. And if you keep stats, you will have those, those uh, statistics that you can go through. You can see who does well in which position. And uh, I was a huge uh, statistics guy. I would, after a tournament or after a match, I I always filled out a spreadsheet and tried to figure out who marked where, who got their count on splits, who did well in the one spot, who did well in the two spot, who did well in the three spot, and so on. And um, I I think you see a lot of that now in uh, Major League Baseball. Um, Football does some as well, where these coaches are using statistics statistics to figure out who plays where who bats where um which pitcher comes in to face which batter it's all statistics based bowling's the same thing as far as i'm concerned why not if you've got them why not use them if if you can take those statistics and use them you can figure out who goes in which position it's it's pretty cut and dry and um it worked really really well for us and it also gives especially if you do that in a in a tournament Um, It gives people a chance to prove themselves. So if you're, uh, say, your number two bowler on your team thinks that they should be the anchor, give them that opportunity. Put them in a game and see how they perform. And um, then you can sit down with them afterwards at practice and say, look, here's the stats from the tournament. Here's who did well well in which position. And uh, you can explain it to them. And I think ultimately that's what people really want is uh, a chance, a shot, to do what they believe that they can do and let them show you that. So um, I think that 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 is uh, important. But ultimately the lineup is very, very important, especially in a high school bowling match. And years ago when we were bowling classic leagues, I I remember um, bowling against uh, Madden's Lounge. And Madden's had Chuck Haas as their anchor bowler. And Chuck was good. Uh, No disrespect to Chuck, but he was not the best bowler on their team. And I remember asking, why do you guys have Chuck Haas in the anchor position when you got Larry Gothier on your team, you had Ron Miller, you had Tracy Franklin? I mean, these were some great bowlers. And they had Chuck Haas in the anchor position. And uh, every one of them would tell you, because the guy's got ice in his veins, if we needed a mark to win a game, I want Chuck Haas on the lane. And uh, that says a lot about the person, um, but it also says a lot about that position. It's a very, very important position in the team. And if you need a mark to win a game, who would you pick on your team to do that? And it doesn't mean... the the anchor bowler doesn't have to go up there and and strike out. You don't want somebody that um, has to go up there and strike out. You want somebody that needs to get a mark. If you go up and smash the pocket and leave a solid 10-pin, who's the one that you want shooting that 10-pin to win the game? And that's the important part about the lineup. So um, if you're coaching a team, again, communicate To each of your players, this is why I'm picking the lineup this way. Um, I'm going to try it. Uh, There is no shame. There should be no punishment in assuming any lineup position. Every spot in a lineup in a high school bowling match or a high school bowling team is very, very important. And you need to make sure that your players know that. Every spot is important. Nothing is set in stone. Lineups can be changed. Um, I had a team about five years ago that I changed the lineup before we went to regionals. So I I had a lineup that I was using for most of the season. I had a girl who was in the sixth spot who moved up to the five spot, became a starter, and I changed the lineup around before we went to regionals. And we still won the regionals and we still won a state title. So everyone has to understand that um, nothing's set in stone. Things can change. Um, Sometimes change is good. Sometimes it it will inspire people and and make them better. Um, But I can also say this I had some great leadoff bowlers through the years. Uh, The one that comes to mind is Kayla Emmendorfer. She was a great leadoff bowler, and she could have easily been an anchor bowler on our team. But um, you want someone in your leadoff spot who is a positive person, who doesn't get upset. is not a complainer, and you also want someone in your leadoff position who is good off of the lanes, like in school, as a, as a leader in school, someone who um, gets good grades, maybe is in the National Honor Society, you want that person in your leadoff spot, um, because that is a very, very important position, and you want your bowlers who are following them to follow their lead, that's the idea, so should be someone who's good at filling frames, Um, especially someone with no temper, because that will rub right off on the rest of the team. You don't want anybody with a temper. Um, how about this? Uh, this happened to me in a match, um, a while ago. So in our conference, the Flint Metro Conference, when, when you're bowling a team in a high school match, the team who was assigned to the left lane was required to put their lineup in first. Um, for the reason that the maybe the team on the right or the home team or whatever you want to consider them could change their lineup around to try to win some points. Now, it doesn't happen often, but I could understand why some coaches may want to do that. And it actually happened to me in a match against Holly. Um, we were bowling, Fred Walls was the coach, and he took his best bowler, who was his anchor, and moved her to the number three spot in the lineup. For the sole purpose of trying to win a couple of points, having her try to beat my number three bowler, hoping that she could win both of her points, and if his team could steal a couple of Baker games, and she could win a couple of points, that gives them a chance to win the match. Uh, When he first did it, and I looked at the lineup, I thought, ooh, why did he move his best bowler to the three spot? And then I thought, that was actually a really... Smart idea. It was a great way to try to steal a few points and give his team a chance to win the match. Um, so, if you're making the lineup out, if you're the coach, you need to consider looking at who's bowling against who in the lineup. Now, a lot of times, kids will get used to, hey, I've been the the number one bowler or the number two bowler for the entire season, and now all of a sudden, you're going to move me in the lineup for this one match. I I don't like the idea. Uh, Sometimes kids will do that. Um, But you need to communicate that again at the beginning and let them know this is why I'm doing it and we're gonna try to win this match because of this so make sure that you know that uh, with your kids and uh, again my recommendation bowl in some Baker tournaments and the more Baker games you can bowl the better because you can find out who who does well in which position. I'm going to give you a, an example that just happened to me this year. Um, my anchor bowler was out and not able to compete for the first month of the season. So um, I looked at and looked at and looked at stats, and as the season began, I had a girl on my team who was a first-team All-Stater of the previous year. She was my number two bowler, and in my mind, I thought, uh, statistic wise, this girl really should be the anchor bowler. And, uh, I'm going to put her in that spot and let's see how she does, uh, at the beginning of the season. So I sat down with her, explained it to her, told her why I was doing it. And, uh, she wasn't excited. And in fact, she said, I'll try it, but, um, I don't know that I'm going to, I'm going to like it, but I'll try it. Um, and what happened was the girl actually, I'll, I'll say she actually regressed. Um, she did not like the pressure of the number five spot. She loved being in the number two spot. And she, she actually asked me, pulled me aside and asked me, can, can you move me out of the five spot and put me back in the two spot? Now, this was a girl who was first team All-State, who was, I think, second on the team in tryouts and average. Um, she was on her way to having a monster season as a junior and didn't like bowling in the five spot. So you're going to get that sometimes too. Um, that could happen with any position. You could put someone in the leadoff position and they come to you and say, hey, I really don't like to be the leadoff bowler. I don't want to be the, one, the first one up on the lanes. Um, fine, as long as they're honest with you. You figure that out as the coach. You figure out where they go in the lineup. But I will tell you this: there was just an article in uh, bowling this month on lineup dynamics. Um, I was actually thinking about doing this podcast before that article came out, but I read the article, and it um, the article was basically for a four man team why you would put a bowler in this spot and the second spot and the third spot and the fourth spot and so on. Um, but the lineup is one of the most important things that you can do as the coach and you got to communicate that to your kids and let them know why you're doing it and i think that they will they will see as you bowl tournaments and you bowl competitions they will see it they will know that hey the coach just put me in in the anchor spot and yeah went up in the 10th frame and i threw a split and i threw my count away and they're going to know they're going to know if they excelled or not and they're and sometimes they'll tell you hey coach look when you put me in the anchor spot i struck out i, I filled frames i won the match i won the game uh, sometimes they'll tell you that so it is something that uh I'm not gonna lie i stayed awake at night sometimes thinking about who was going to bowl where because i think it is very very important and it's something that you really should not just take for granted and Put them, sometimes coaches let the kids say, hey, I want to bowl here, I want to bowl there, and let them do it. Sometimes that'll work, but uh, most, most often I don't think it will. I think you need to figure that out as the coach. So um, with that, I'm 28 and a half minutes in to this podcast. I think I'm going to wrap this one up, but I'm going to let you know that um, your lineup is very, very important to your success. So, I'm going to finish this podcast with a quote as I started the last one. And uh, just to give you a quick little story on the quotes, um, that started like my first, second year of coaching. I had a girl ask me to give him a quote before before a match, and I started giving quotes for every match. But uh, it became a tradition with us that I gave the, it was basically the Bo Beckler, the team, the team, the team speech every year when we went to regionals. And it actually turned into a pretty emotional speech for myself and my team. And uh, every year they looked forward to hearing the team, the team, the team speech before we would go to regionals. And uh, I can say this, I think every year that I gave that speech, there were, there were some tears. Um, because ultimately, when you're bowling for your high school, it is a team game and it is all about the team. And the more the team can succeed, the more your players will appreciate that. Because when you're a part of something like that, as you're growing up, nothing is better. So just remember that. Uh, it's a it's a nice little thing that maybe some coaches do, maybe some don't. Some coaches yell at kids to inspire them. Some encourage them. I'm not a yeller. I try to encourage. But... Uh, Different people have different uh, ideas on coaching. So here we go. I'm going to wrap up this podcast with this quote. It's not who you are that keeps you back. It's who you think you're not. So start believing in yourself. And with that, I'm going to close this podcast for tonight. Have a good night. I look forward to doing another one within the next week. Take care.